Welcome to Talking Pictures. My name is Christian Genzel. I'm a filmmaker and film journalist from Salzburg, Austria. Talking Pictures is a podcast series in which I talk to the people who made some of my favorite movies. Today's episode features a very special interview with a legendary filmmaker who put his own unique stamp on horror movies. His initials are B.I.G., and size is also one of the major themes of his movies, which featured giant lizards, giant grasshoppers, giant cats, giant spiders, giant rats, giant ducks, and yes, even giant teenagers. I've had the pleasure of talking to Mr. Bird Eye Gordon, Mr. B.I.G., who, starting in the 50s, created many beloved B-movies like The Cyclops, The Amazing Colossal Man, Beginning of the End, Earth vs. the Spider, Attack of the Puppet People, Village of the Giants, Food of the Gods, and many others as a director, writer, producer, and special effects creator. He's also done fantasy movies like The Magic Sword, thrillers like The Mad Bomber, and even sex comedies like How to Succeed with Sex or The Big Bet. In 2009, he released his autobiography, The Amazing Colossal Worlds of Mr. B.I.G., And in 2014, at age 92 and 60 years after his first feature, he released a wonderful new black-humored psychological thriller called Secrets of a Psychopath. The amazing Mr. Gordon is now 98 years young, and I was able to talk to him over the phone about his life and his movies with a little help from his daughter Christina. Bird even teases a new screenplay that he has been working on. The interview with Bert Gordon was conducted in connection with our German-language podcast Lichtspielplatz, so if you speak German, please visit www.lichtspielplatz.at and check out episode number 48, which features an in-depth discussion of Bert Gordon's movies and other monster movies of the 50s. If you enjoy my conversation with Bert Gordon, please visit www.talkingpicturespodcast.com to check out our other interviews and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. So without further ado, here's Talking Pictures with Bert I. Gordon. Sometimes in your book you mention that people were trying to discourage you from going to Hollywood, from making movies. So, and do, do you see yourself as an outsider? No, not at all. I, I did it in the past, but um, I, I feel I'm very much a, an insider uh, for many years, mm-hmm. and, I, and I like it very much. You know, going making films uh, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. For one thing, I. I sort of pushed myself in real. I uh, forced myself to make certain phone calls and meet with people at their studio, actually get on entrance to the studios. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't easy, but I did. I, could, I wanted to make movies. So and that started way, 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 way back. Uh, my wanting to make movies. I was around eight years old when my aunt gave me a movie camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started making movies of the children. Uh, of, you know, my my people, you know. And, um, and that's, that's where it started. It, it was not easy, uh, you know, getting into Hollywood, but uh, I, I did it. And you've worked in in several capacities. You were a a producer, a writer, a director. Um, You made your own special effects and everything. Was it important to you to keep that independence? 
uh, no, it wasn't a matter of being independent and being uh, that being cute for me or good for me. I had to do it. In other words, if I to get into a certain place, into a certain spot, uh, I had to have a, uh, a script or uh, a certain uh, special effect that nobody else had. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever it took, I uh, came up with it that I, if I could, in order to get into the next move movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it wasn't easy, as you know, uh, but um, I wanted it, and I, and I, I did, got it. Did you ever think about just focusing on one of the um, one of the aspects of filmmaking, like just directing or just writing? No, no, I never, never thought about that. But what would happen? Uh, uh, I would be in a certain position that a script was needed or a rewrite or something and in some way that I was able to get in that spot or say the, um, a visual effect um, since having had, as I said before, uh, a camera since I was eight years old, I learned how to do a lot of effects. Mm-hmm. I would do effects myself them that I learned myself by taking a, a film uh, of somehow an eight-year-old that was be doing something that my cast, my little <laughs> cast called for, and then I would take it in the closet and uh, open it up and back it up again so I can get it in another spot on my film. And, uh, and so... I, in other words, I did my own effects way, way, way back, and as I'm explaining to you, and that's how I learned uh, to do all those things that I, I learned to do, and, and, and you know, learn certain visual effects, and, uh, and that helped me get where I am. Now, in your book, you mentioned that you saw a magician. Uh, sorry, a magician's show um, as a child, and I was wondering if that sort of is the key to the way you approached special effects, like a magician would. Well, everything uh, that I picked up as, as my, in my early growth uh, helped learn to what I did later on, or was able to do as far as visuals. I learned how to do visual effects and so on. Instead, what you you mentioned, uh, yes, every, every, everything helped. And, and if it wouldn't help, if it would help, I would get get there some way. Uh, like uh, uh, a magician came to the stage, you know, stage performance at the Kenosha Theater, and in some way that I got behind scene and got to meet them and so on. It, 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 everything I wanted to do, I, I would try to do, and successful in many of the, or most of the cases. And, um, and one, one of the big things, of course, was, was my doing my visual effects. 
with my camera that my aunt gave me when uh, I learned that. And, and I also learned from the, the magician, a certain. It's just it, in all directions. I kept trying and succeeding when most of the times. And um, now I'm, I'm more doing more. I love you know, with my, making movies. And, and did you keep working on those special effects? Like, um, did you try to develop new ways of um, achieving what you wanted to visualize throughout your career? Oh, definitely. Definitely. In other words, there, there was always something that uh, it, it would require me to learn how to do or do it myself. Uh, and as I said, when I was eight years old, I went and would go into a closet, a dark closet, and rewind the film and so on. Well, that that's that was my method of continuing throughout my career is doing ad release, uh, you know, that helped me continue uh, my sophisticated uh, visual effects. Mm -hmm. And I, I also learned to use the big equipment uh, for doing my visual effects, the big equipment in Hollywood. And uh, I've just been just pushing ahead, and I, I love it. Now, a lot of the times, um, many of your movies did have a very small budget. You were always making movies uh, with very little money. Um, so, especially in terms of, of uh, the special effects, do you think the fact that you didn't have a lot of money helped your creativity? Well... What it did was uh, push me into getting positions that normally I wouldn't be getting into, and whether it would be cameraman or some point of tissue of special effect or whatever it is, it would, it would force me to, to somehow get to the next position. And so I, I got where I needed to go to get whatever I wanted to do. I mean, my directing, say, a film or producing directing, it, it I was able to bring the budget way down, and that's how I would get into that position. And uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed making movies. Love it. So, Bert, what would you have done with um, if you had had a lot of, of money for a film? Like, if you had had millions of dollars for a film, would they have been different? Would you have done something differently? No, I don't think so. Because to begin with, the point where I'd be starting with, uh, with a larger budget on a particular movie, uh, the the money isn't always there so i uh, i had to do the effects and, or create the effects that weren't there for me uh, 
to continue. And that's what that, that's where uh, the situation has helped me make my films with big stars. Mm -hmm. I, I made them with with the biggest, uh, and um, it's so it was always maneuvering in one way or another to to be able to get that far. And, um, I, I enjoyed the climb very much, and I have worked with the biggest and the best, and loved it. Yeah, you've had legends like Orson Welles and Lon Chaney yeah. and Don Namishi and and well everybody in in your movies. Um, did you how did you how did you deal with the actors? Um, because I, I think that if you, if when you don't have a lot of money, then things need to go very quickly. So um, how did you ensure working with the actors that you got what you needed? Well, uh, uh, in other words, where, where I'm paying them more than I, I wouldn't know. What, how do you mean that? Um, no, I mean on set. How would you approach them? How would you talk about their roles? Um, because I imagine that you didn't have a lot of time, um, you know, doing a lot of takes and um, trying out so many things because you were on a budget. Right. Well, uh, okay. The, the way that, like, for instance, Orson Welles, uh, the... The, the effect that he wanted, he was interested in a certain situation and so on, and I and I was able to get it to him. I worked out and got it for him, and, and got him uh, and accomplished doing a film with him. And then um, uh, let's see some of the other films. It, it, it just was hard work <laughs> in all ways. But uh, by finding out what it, ta it takes uh, and working on it, uh, it uh, that's uh, that's was that's the way it, it was and is uh, getting something that they want or a part that they want or it. Um, I loved it doing the the films. At, um, uh, with, the, with the stars that I've been able to accomplish. I imagine that meeting those stars was um, also very exciting for you as um, an admirer of their work. Oh, yes. Well, they, they, they received that uh, before they even started working for me.
uh, 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 everything else set out for him, refrigerators, uh, uh, refrigerators, food and food, everything was 100%. And so I, at that particular time when he was arriving, at his, uh, I was on the set directing the, the, one of the scenes. Uh, he uh, waited. I saw him at the cab, at the, you know, at the edge, um, coming out of his room, uh, coming out of his, almost, you know, not to the set, but on the curb of the set. And then when I was cut, uh, he came over to me and he just thanked me for the the, 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 the chef and everything. And that was it. He was a, he was mine. And there were things like that that uh, uh, I uh, looked out for people that uh, would do things with me, uh, and I would help. I, I just got along with a lot of people that I wanted to use work with. Yeah, it sounds like you really made him feel welcome and appreciated. Oh yeah, that's right. That, that was exactly it. Mm -hmm. uh, did other actors respond to that kind of, of, of treatment too, like the ex inexperienced actors? Uh, show sure, definitely, but in a different way. In other words, with one with him, it was food and and, and the, 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 everything. This everything was the way he liked it. And with other people, other actors, it would be. Uh, uh, it, w it would take something else uh, that w would turn them on, and, and that was, and in most ways, that was a hundred percent the way that it worked. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and I uh, made a lot of films with a lot of people I admired very much. Um, what about Lon Chaney? I think he was the first. Um star that uh, appeared in your films uh, he was wonderful yeah, yeah he, he was there and he was uh, great 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 acting career was all mine <laughs> because it gives he was wonderful mm -hmm. were there people that you wanted to work with but you couldn't for some reason or other well, I can't think of anyone that, uh, because usually I would want somebody before I started have to get them, in other <laughs> words. So in, in with certain knowledge that they liked it, whatever, whatever they're, they love or like, and I would in ways some get to them in, with that particular, fulfilling that particular desire, uh, I would I would learn what it was, what it would be. And um, so with that back on, I uh, usually got who I wanted. It was very lucky where I really, uh, I went after their particular uh, desire, and I, 
I made most of my the films that I wanted to make well, with most of the people that I I wanted. And um, I'm getting ready to do another film, and we're going to do the same thing. Oh, you're working on a new film? Oh, yes. Wow. I, uh, I finished the screenplay, and yes. Uh-huh. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what it's about? Um, yeah, well, it's about partially children and and, and, a, and a star that is in the, in the films, you know, as far as, as, far as the, in the actor. And uh, it, it has them combining mm -hmm. in, in, in their story. And um, But is it a comedy? Parts of it, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I feel that um, humor is, is a very important element in your film, uh, in, in, in all of your films, um, even in the darker ones. Would you agree? Yeah, oh, yes, I agree. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I have a good humor. <laughs> and uh, uh, you're right, but I, I don't leave it out of my films or my... And um, uh, and that's, that's a good part, one a good part of it. It's interesting because I don't see a lot of people talking about the humor in your films, and I, I see there is so much of it, even in a thriller like The Mad Bomber, for example, um, mm -hmm. when you have Chuck Connors, who is um, always trying to tell people how they should behave <laughs> in a civilized society. Um, I mean, those are funny scenes, even though the film is, is, is very violent. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad to hear you say that. That's your job. That I enjoyed it. Have you seen a lot of my films? Yeah, I've seen all of them. Oh, well, that's good. Thank you enjoying <laughs> them. Yes, absolutely. I enjoy Attack of the Puppet People, um, I think is wonderful. Um, the Amazing Colossal Man, I think, is great. I like the Magic Sword a lot. Um, and also your latest one, uh, Secrets of a Psychopath. I think that's a, mm -hmm. a, a wickedly funny thriller. I, I, I don't know what to call it, but yeah, it's it's, it's an amazing film, I think. Good. Good, good. good. I'm glad that... I'm glad to talk to you. I like to hear people enjoy my films. Mm -hmm. The um, yeah, so this film I just recently finished the book, uh, the screenplay, and uh, so we'll have to invite you to that screening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to see it. Sure, yeah. Uh, You'll be invited right away. Well, thank you very much. So, so what would you say makes a good story? What elements does a good story need? Well, a, a good a good story could be was comic. I mean, part of it was comic, uh, but uh, frightening. I like I like to have a lot of my films have frightening elements um, 
I think, I think to me, uh, all kinds of film are, are uh, I mean, there's, a, there's good this, there's a good comedy, or there's a good frightening film. Uh, like this, this one I'm doing right now, you know, just finished the screenplay, that's uh, frightening and, and has humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so when you look at that screenplay one you've written um, when do you say okay this is good or when do you say well I think this needs more work what's the, the element that you need there just when I read it and, and I feel that way about it that I say about it that I, I like it and it, it has the elements that uh, to, 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 to make a deal on it and uh, uh, I'm going to start working on a deal, and and uh, it'll be a, a good one because it's, it's a good screenplay. So when you start writing a screenplay, um, how do you structure that story? How do you develop it? Well, it develops itself, actually. It, uh, it has to have a beginning, uh, a central character or characters that uh, are going to, um, you know, do something with it. <laughs> and uh, and it, uh, it starts to work properly, uh, then it'll go. I think this one, it has children and horror. Um, so one thing I noticed in, in a lot of your films is that many of the creatures um, are actually tragic figures, and I think that's what's, what makes the story special. Um, like the amazing Colossal Man, that's a very tragic figure, actually. Uh-huh. Is that something you're going for um, to... to move the story on an emotional level? Oh, definitely. Definitely. The, uh, I try to have the people have, feel great feelings for, for my monsters, yeah, even if it's, if it's all good for him or all struggling, uh, or if it's humorous, or it isn't humorous. Uh, it's very important that the audience loves or likes or, or cheers for the monster. And uh, just about all the movies I make, some they don't. But uh, yeah, I um, very important. Do you have any favorite creature of? Um out of, of, of your movies? Of, of all my movies? Yeah. Love them all. I can't do... Uh, I can't really have a favorite. <laughs> I, uh, God, I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I think it shows in your movies. I think there is a... An enthusiasm in your movies that, um, yeah, um, I think that that 
connects with what you're saying that you love the process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Do you remember some of the films that you saw as a child that influenced you? Um, Dracula, Frankenstein, sure, definitely. Um, I remember Dracula very much. King Kong. The... See, okay, now when I'm thinking about at that time when those films were out, uh, I was influenced by children movies more. Uh, mm -hmm. When I say children, I don't mean I mean horror children movies. Uh, you know, where they're in danger, big time danger. And, and I'll tell you one thing: they, they, the store did not, the, the theaters did not, uh, not permit you, but uh, as a child to go, I could go see anything I wanted when I was a little, little boy. And uh, and I did. Another thing, I I, I could uh, I would go be able to go backstage and meet some of the stars. Do you do you rewatch your old movies? No, I haven't for some time. But I'm going to start. Which ones are you going to watch? Two of them. There's uh, Village of the Giants mm -hmm. and Attack of the Puppet People. Mm -hmm. Have you seen those recently? Yes, absolutely, and they're uh, two of my favorites of yours. Oh, good. I'm glad I chose this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you read uh, the reviews to your films? Mm, not always. But more. Not, not, I don't know if I do. Just let me ask my daughter. Do I read the reviews of the I don't remember. Not usually, no. Not usually, she said. He cares more about what the audience thinks than critics, to be quite honest. 